you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. Hi, this is Larry Mantle, host of Air Talk on KPCC. Since the start of the coronavirus pandemic, we've had a daily segment on Air Talk devoted to the latest information about COVID-19. As time's gone on, we've looked at vaccines and how the virus and pandemic have affected the lives of Southern Californians. That includes doctors, nurses, epidemiologists, and other medical professionals fighting the virus on the front lines. In each episode of this podcast, we'll speak with one of our experts on the rotating panel of AirTalk guests who will be sharing their expertise with us daily. You can also listen anytime at las.com kpcc.org, or subscribe wherever you download podcasts. With the very latest on COVID-19, so pleased to have with us the co-chair of the Emergency Medicine Department for Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, Dr. Sam Torbati. Dr. Torbati, very good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Nice to talk to you. Thank you so much. So one of the things that people are experiencing, particularly on these very hot uh, spring days, uh, are allergies, sometimes wondering whether the symptoms that they're experiencing might be COVID, might be allergies, might even be the common cold. Do you have any advice for people on self-diagnosis when they start getting those sinus and nasal reactions? Well, Larry, the, uh, the symptoms can overlap, certainly, with sneezing and coughing and congestion and runny nose. But um, COVID, in many patients, produces fever, and that shouldn't happen with, with, with viruses. You shouldn't have body... I'm sorry, they shouldn't have with, uh, with uh, allergies. Uh, people who have body aches, people who have systemic symptoms, certainly people who lose their sense of smell and taste... Um, those are scenarios where if somebody has that, they should test themselves because they may have COVID. There's lots of COVID still in the community. Are you starting to see at the ER at Cedars people coming in um, with uh, you know significant flu symptoms or bad colds? Oh yeah, it's uh, you know now that the community's out and about and people are wearing masks less and they're they're gathering. We're seeing sort of a return. We're seeing everything now. We're seeing the you know, the viruses that cause common colds, we're seeing influenza appear, uh, and we're seeing some of the complications, sometimes bronchitis and pneumonia. So uh, with with COVID uh, going down and people returning to their activities, we're beginning to see some of the old stuff, some of the old school viruses coming back. Just can't keep them down, I guess. Uh, you know, I have to say, for so many of us who haven't been sick in a couple of years, we've sure gotten spoiled. I could, I could live with this, not getting colds or flus. It's a nice thing. Oh yeah, it, it it was you know on the on the medical side, it was amazing not to not to see so many influenza and other respiratory viruses for the last couple of years. That was one of the unexpected positive effects of COVID, but. 
well, you know, compared to COVID, we'll certainly take viruses. The common cold is is much better thing to deal with than COVID-19. Yeah, no question about that. The World Health Organization says that global COVID cases are trending down, which is terrific news that even with the BA2 subvariant of of Omicron. And, uh, you know, we saw in some countries, UK being an example, you know, big increase in BA2 driven COVID cases, but that seems to be subsiding. So when you look at that, that, you know, hearten you that that we're looking in pretty good shape for this summer around the world? I'm so happy to see this um, because it, it, it suggests that as infectious as BA1 and BA2 were, they didn't cause terrible disease and that uh, potentially we're, we're going to have a good couple of months ahead. Again, we're cautious because we don't know what the next variant is going to do and, and be like. But for now, things look okay for the short term. All right. And uh, how much of, of COVID do you think is sensitive to trends in the weather, either because of people gathering more indoors where it can more easily spread or... Uh, even being sensitive to to temperatures, for example, is there any evidence of that? Well, we know that uh, again, you know, COVID is is a respiratory illness. It 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 travels when someone who's infected, you know, coughs and produces aerosolized uh, particles. And so, the more people are, you know, together and indoors, and the higher the prevalence of disease, then the more likely it is that it will spread. Um, with people. In the summertime, it's it's better because people are outdoors. There's there's better ventilation, um, so that sort of helps all viruses not transmit as much when people are outdoors. But now that people are not wearing masks, then there's potential that there's a little bit of a pressure towards contagiousness. But all in all, with what we're seeing, um, you know, we can anticipate a good couple of months ahead. All right. That's great to hear. We're talking with emergency medicine specialist Dr. Sam Torbati of Cedars-Sinai Medical Center, Los Angeles. If you have questions for him about COVID-19, we're at 866-893-KPECC. I'd urge you to please keep in mind that uh, the better questions for us are ones that would apply to more than just yourself. Sometimes questions that we receive are so hyper-specific to the person asking the question. Uh, It's not really appropriate for our physician expert to answer that question because of the specificity. And and secondly, it just wouldn't apply to enough people for us to take the airtime. So please, if you have something very hyper-specific that's based on a number of different aspects of your physical health or age, best to ask that of your primary care physician as opposed to asking it now. But otherwise, you have generalized sorts of questions, it's great. 866-893-KPECC, or you can email us at atcomments at kpecc.org. Please include your location and your first name. We appreciate it very much. Um, FDA advisors are debating how to update current COVID vaccinations. And I'm curious your thoughts about this. And, you know, what what should we be thinking about when we come up with, uh, a, a you know, a new formula, for example, for a vaccine? Well, not without too much of a surprise. Some of the, you know, first conversations about this was, was controversial because it, there's a lot of moving parts around this. And the meeting, 
you know, the experts had varying opinions in terms of the approach. And right now the question is, as we're planning on what type of vaccine to provide for the winter, what should that look like? Because you can't just create a vaccine in two weeks. Planning, development of the vaccine takes several months. And even if new vaccines are going to be offered, they need to be trialed first. And so for new vaccines to come onto the market, I think the latest time period where randomized trials need to be initiated to test the vaccines would be somewhere around May. So uh, the timeline is really tight. And so uh, there was a lot of debate as to how this is going to play out. I think there's going to be a lot more conversation around this. And similar to some of the challenges that we have with influenza, the vaccines that are developed for this this next sort of uh, season of potential infections around this uh, the winter time may not be perfect, but uh, the, there's a ton of effort that's going into trying to get it right. All right, uh, we have a listener Ivy and Altadena who asks, "How closely do we need to adhere to the expiration dates on home COVID tests? I have some expiring in June of this year." So Ivy, I would follow them. Um, I, I, I think um, the last thing we want is to have a false positive or false negative. So um, these these those dates are are placed so that the test behaves as accurate as possible, and. You know, fortunately, we have access to more test kits now. So I would just uh, get a new one if it's if it's going to expire. All right. Yeah, we saw that under Medicare Part B, I believe it is, that uh, drug stores will be able to provide people with uh, COVID-19 tests that are covered under Medicare uh, for those who are Medicare eligible. 866-893-KPCC. Susan in Pasadena asks, is there a chance that over time COVID-19 stops forming new variants, stops its mutation process? Susan, that's a that's a that's a wish, but it's it's likely not going to happen. I just like all other viruses, um, viruses uh, will mutate in order to develop a biological advantage, and um, we can pretty much expect COVID to be around forever, just like influenza has been around forever. Um, and for for COVID. You know, the best we can hope for is that at some point it becomes more endemic in terms of just the low-grade activity of, of disease. But no expert believes that we'll, we'll ever get uh, rid of COVID. And this, this virus has too much potential to, to mutate and to develop um, different variants that escape both our immune system and our vaccines. L.A. County health officials announced yesterday that they are expanding COVID-19 treatments in an effort to make them more accessible. They're going to have a test-to-treat telehealth service, which is available at at some pharmacies and other L.A. County sites. But it would allow people to walk in for a COVID test, be immediately evaluated, and be potentially offered one of the two available oral medications for treating. COVID nineteen. Um, what you know? How, how long is it going to be before you think this is accessible to where people just could you know walk into um, uh, virtually any pharmacy and get this? 
I don't know if, if every pharmacy is going to have the expertise and the resources to do it because in order to, it's not just the testing, the testing is pretty easy, but once somebody tests positive, um, the, the pharmacy needs to go through a medication list to make sure that there's no contraindications and if, and if necessary, adjust medicines to make sure that Paxlovid in particular is safe. But this is a wonderful, wonderful service in order to provide both test and a potential treatment. It's very easy to access it. And now people can, can have a teleservice option where they can call and some of this can happen over the phone. Uh, I don't see enough of it. I think uh, it, it would be great for more of the community to be aware of it. Uh, but I think this is a great opportunity for people uh, not to have to you know, actually even go see a doctor when it's early disease. If, if they are, are over the age of 50 and have risk factors, they can directly consult some of these available pharmacies and get access to the therapies, Paxlovid in particular, which appears to be the best one in terms of reducing risk of disease progression. Let's talk with Andrew in Woodland Hills. You're on with Cedar sinais Dr. Sam Torbati. Yeah, doctor, what's the uh, protocol for proving you have uh, long COVID? I know there's, you know, med- there's many physicians that have gaslit people with symptoms, say, you know, walk around the block, you'll feel better. Um, you know, the fact that there's COVID clinics and there's specialists, what would your recommendation be? So, Andrew, it's a, it's a great question. Um, the definition of long COVID took some time to, to develop. And, um, you know, right now it's, it's recognized, you know, as somebody having symptoms that last several number of months after a proven COVID infection. We still don't quite understand where these symptoms come from. They're quite variable. They can, they can be very mild. They can be very s- severe. Some people can have a few dis- uh, symptoms. Some people can have a multitude and there's clinics that are being developed, and there's more and more interest in studying the, this patient population to actually understand what long COVID is and start looking at different therapies. Uh, at Cedars, we have a clinic. We're looking at it. There's some trials that are beginning to look at long COVID patients. It's very early in our understanding. There's been so much focus placed on first addressing the pandemic now I think the next phase is going to be helping to understand what long COVID is in both adults and children, which is another complex issue, to try to come up with therapies. It'll take us a little bit of time, though. All right. And uh, we have uh, a question from Linda uh, in Huntington Beach. Um, I heard your your physician say he was waiting to get his second booster. I'm confused about when to get it. I had a breakthrough case end of December. Um, when should I consider getting a second booster? So, um, you know, a second booster is a great idea um, if if anybody you know, is older, or if someone is younger and has medical comorbidities, if they have any chronic medical conditions, because we know that that population's immunity wanes faster from the original booster. Um, The only debate is, you know, should you wait a few months until the prevalence of COVID increases because the effect of a second booster will only last likely a couple of months. That was the experience we had from Israel, where they had the the best evidence 
in terms of how long that additional booster lasted. So there's certainly no, no harm in getting it. It's just that if you wanted to wait until we have you know, more variants that are probably going to come through Los Angeles, that would be okay too. All right. Dr. Torbati, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, sir, for being with us and have a wonderful weekend coming up. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of COVID in LA. If you'd like to stay up to date with the latest coronavirus news, you can listen anytime at las.com, at kpcc.org, or subscribe wherever you download podcasts. See you next time and stay safe. I'm Larry Mantle. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people.